There we go. Oh, good morning, all. How are we doing? Whoop. Yes. Let's get a whoop. I'm afraid I've got a bit of the old voice at about, I don't know, 50, 60 percent this morning. Can you? Yeah. It's, you can. You can hear me. It's just got a just got a different twang to normal. Um, how are we all doing? Is everyone? Are we awake? How much sleep's everyone had? Very little. Can we? Who's who's had the least sleep? Who's who's had sub six hours? Hands up. Sub five. Sub four. There's a few hands. Sub three. Sub two. Still a few hands. Sub one. Who hasn't slept at all? I see a hand. Maybe a couple. Okay, good. Um, fantastic. I'm just going to pray for us, and then we're going to get going. Uh, Jesus, thank you so much that you are here. You're with us this morning, and you are wide awake. Um, and you're just really keen to, just at the beginning of this year, for us afresh, just to commit ourselves to you, Lord. And um, I pray that everyone would feel a part of that process this morning, Jesus, that um, whatever it is you want to say to us as a group of people, um, just through my words here, Lord, I ask that you'd really both encourage us, but also actually um, bring us to a place of, of really, um, yeah, just giving something afresh to you uh, this morning. Thank you for that. Amen. Amen. So I'm, I'm not going to speak for long this morning. Um, Graham just asked me just to share a little thought for the new year something to encourage us and I, I felt led actually to this passage which we've just had read by Maria. Um, it's one of my favorite passages in the Bible so perhaps if people want to turn to it that'd be great and then we can just be looking through it as we go this morning. We're going to zoom in on a few verses but it's, it's page 1180 and it's, it's a passage where Paul talks about uh, whether He's going to spend his life boasting in what he calls his flesh, or perhaps his own achievements, his uh, outward things that make him into a great person, how he looks, what he's done, everything he's got, or whether he's actually going to spend his life boasting in Jesus and glorying in Jesus. And um, my message this morning is it's, it's really simple. Uh, actually, if we, could get the, if we could get the projector up, if we could get the slides up, that would be amazing. Um, who's ever heard the phrase, New Year, New You? Yes? It's quite a popular one around this time. Uh, I felt this morning like what God wanted to say to us with a poppy and dove. No. Um, it's all right. It's all right. I think, have we got it? Anyone got a joke? A morning joke? I'll, I'll keep going. So, um, really simply, what I felt God wanted to say to us was, instead of New Year, New You, New Year, Same Jesus. Okay? And at the beginning of a year, I love the fact that it's a time of new beginnings. We all love new beginnings because quite often we want to be able to forget the past, to move on that last verse that we heard. I think it's verse 13 or 14. Have a look at it. I think Paul says, 
Um, yeah, I do not consider it, brethren, that I've captured and made it my own. But one thing I do, it's my one aspiration, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. And um, there's a wonderful verse in Revelation where it says that the Lord makes all things new. And there's this amazing thing about the start of the year. It's like, I'm going to ditch what's gone, and, I, and it's, a, it's a fresh start, and we all love that. We love that fresh start. But the thing I felt God wanted to challenge us with this morning or to, to say to us was in this fresh start, in this new year, are we going to put our confidence in our flesh, in our own ability to change things, and in our own ability to become better people, or are we going to put our confidence in Jesus and in who actually we become in him and through him? And for me, this passage, we're just going to look at two or three verses, but this passage is a real key to actually how we do that um, and perhaps how we might not do that. Um, so, New Year's resolutions. Who has one? Hands up. Anyone got a New Year's resolution? I'm not going to ask you to share it. It's okay. But just... Um, good. Okay, so I've... Uh, Mine, Len, you'll be pleased to know, is, it, mine is to get up earlier and perhaps to go to bed earlier as well. That would be my, that's, that's my, that's mine. You can see how I'm doing. Um, but the thing I often find when we make New Year's resolutions is that we've often, what we've done is we've spotted something in our lives that we don't think is quite right, something we want to change, something we're like, I wish I could be better at that. I wish I could do this. And I don't know about anyone else, but what normally happens, and I know not everyone's like this, but often two to three weeks down the line in January, it's really frustrating because we've not, we've not managed to change that thing we were desperate to change. We've not managed to do it. And often for me, it's really disappointing because you're like, I really thought this year I'd be able to nail it, I'd be able to do it. And for some of us, it might be quite different. For some of us, we might be really good at making those changes, and we might be really able to do that. But I think this passage we're looking at here today has something to really say on this. Because what Paul is doing in this passage is he's talking about every single reason that he would have to boast in something that he's done, something that he's been able to change about himself, some way that he's been able to become a better person. And he says this amazing line where he says, I've, I now consider it all rubbish for the sake of knowing Jesus. And um, how controversial, I don't know how controversial we want to be this morning, but the actual, I've heard many a scholar say that the more literal translation of that word in the Bible, instead of rubbish, would actually be quite a rude word beginning with shh and ending in yeah, I could say dung, but it, it would begin with shh and maybe end in it. But the point was, Paul was, when he wrote this, he was really trying to, like, to, to hit the people who, who was reading it with a slap around the face. Because he wanted them to know that actually every single thing that he'd built his life on that was him, he had to let go of it when he came to Jesus. And he would actually, he knew that that stuff is actually the stuff that would hold him back from Jesus now. Because it would give him a reason to look at himself and to have something to boast in himself. Um, and I don't know if any of you remember, there's a wonderful line, uh, a song that Delirious wrote in the 19, I, I, I might have been actually in the, in the thousands, not in the 90s, but it just says, um, 
he's talking about after he'd come to know Jesus, and he says, here I am, I'm empty-handed, but I'm alive in your hands. And it's just a really powerful picture for me of actually, when we say, I want to follow Jesus, one of the things that we do is we, we just have to drop like every, every reason that we'd have to boast in ourselves and who we are and what we've done. And it's in that place that we find new life. And it's in that place that we find a new us. We find a, you find a new you, not because of yourself getting better at changing yourself, but because we realize that when we die with Jesus, he actually brings us back to life and he purchased a whole new one of each of us on the cross. And it's through encountering the truth of who he says we are that we're changed, not through trying really hard ourselves without God. Um, and so this morning, really simply, I, just, I've, I felt God's challenge to us was at the beginning of this year, are you going to make it about changing yourself or are you going to make it about just getting to know me more personally? And we're going to look uh, at three verses particularly. So if we could just move on to the next slide. I think we've got, um, we're just, it's, sometimes I find it really helpful to see them up in front of us. So this is verse eight, I think. Let's have a look. I'll start reading it. Um, brilliant. That's quite small. Uh, get out your, what are those things pirates have? Is that a spyglass? That, no, that's, that's the one on a submarine. Spyglass, I'm gonna go for it, okay, spyglass. I'll read it and you might have to trust um, that what I'm reading is what it says. Paul says, yes, furthermore, I count everything as loss Compared, let's look at this one, compared to the possession of the priceless privilege, the overwhelming preciousness, the surpassing worth and supreme advantage of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, and of progressively becoming more deeply and intimately acquainted with him, of perceiving and recognizing and understanding him more fully and clearly, for his sake I've lost everything, and consider it all to be mere rubbish, refuse or dregs, in order that I may win and gain Jesus Christ, the Anointed One. Um, and this translation, as you may have heard me use before, it's, it's my favorite, it's the Amplified Bible. And it just, yes, a whoop for the Amplified Bible. Thanks, Bacete. Um All it does, it's very slightly longer, but it just, it, some of those words that can get lost, translating from the original, in this case, Greek into English, it's trying to just communicate the depth of some of those words. And I find some of those bits in the brackets super duper helpful because it's just talking about actually how that change happens as we understand who he is more fully and more clearly. Um, and the next verse says, uh, if we just move on to verse 9, it says that I may actually be found and known as in him, not having any self-achieved righteousness that can be called my own. And um, that for me, 
is so often in our, in, in our New Year's resolutions, what we're actually doing is we're creating these things where the better we get, we've got something that we can call our own. I don't know if any of you found that, when you've kind of, you've really learned how to do something. Do you get what I'm saying? When you've, you've known that you've really kind of seen a particular area of your life transform, sometimes that can actually be a reason for us to boast in something we've done. And sometimes I think that can come from Jesus actually revealing the truth of who we are. And in that place, he transforms us and we, we see ourselves changed as we get to know who we are in him. Um, we just have a very quick look at verse 10 and 11. And um, then we're just going to close up. <clears throat> So verse 10 says, <clears throat> For my determined purpose is that I might know him, becoming more deeply and intimately acquainted with him, perceiving and recognizing and understanding the wonders of his person more strongly and more clearly. And I, I think my challenge to, to us is, do we believe that actually that is enough to transform us in every area of our lives that we'd love to see transformation. Because I think often we don't. Often we think we'll lack something. But actually, I think the Bible paints a really clear picture that, that our transformation happened on the cross. It was all one for us. And um, in this passage, Paul talks about, he says, I've not reached the place of getting all of that, but one thing I do, I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Uh, I press on to know more and more of who he says I am. Uh, and as he does that, we see this transformation happen. So just to close up, I think just want to kind of summarize what I'm saying. I'm really not saying that in this new year, don't put any effort in to changing, to becoming more like Jesus, to knowing more of God in your life. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not, um, I guess, saying not to try. I think what I am saying is that for me, Jesus says that every area that we change, it comes out of us being one with the Father of us being one with God. There's that beautiful prayer before Jesus um, begins the process of his crucifixion where he says, Father, I pray that they would be one as you and I are one. And often when we hear that, we think Jesus is just praying that we'd all work together. And in some ways, there is a prayer there that the whole body of Christ would be one. But I think what he's really praying there is that we would be one with him in the same way that Jesus was one with him. So that means that every second of your life, you're not separated from the Father. And it's in that place of knowing that we are one with the Father, that we're transformed. So this new year, let's not make ourselves the focus, but let's make Jesus the focus. And right from the start, let's not believe that the solution to those areas of our lives that we want to see transformation in is ourselves working harder or becoming better people. But instead, it's making a commitment to actually knowing Jesus more personally and more closely.
And um, yeah, amen. And um, in the time that we have just the rest of this morning, it might be great just to, just to ask if that's something you want to do, I think just say that to the Lord this morning. Say this year, if there's one thing I want to kind of mark it out with at the beginning, it's that I'd, I'd just get to know you more uh, closely, more personally, more as, a, more as a friend, more as someone who's actually shaping and speaking into my life. And it might be that God gives you something really kind of specific to, to just to begin to do with that. Um, I don't know if you remember, I think last year, Julian, right at the beginning of the year, he challenged all of us whether we wanted to start um, reading the Bible in a year. Does anyone remember that? Has anyone, did anyone go for it? No. Oh. Oh. Um, again, whatever it is, there's, some, there's something about as we read the Word of God, we actually... We, we see afresh who Jesus is, who God is. It might be that God just wants to reveal himself to you through the scriptures. Um, whatever it is, I'd just say, again, let God lead you in that every day. Let him be your kind of, um, uh, let him take you by the hand, essentially, and lead you in that. So um, I'd love it. If we could all stand, that would be great. And I'm just going to pray for us, and then we'll carry on. Jesus, I thank you that there is a new us this morning. This new year, there is a new you for for every single person in this room. But I thank you that that new version of us doesn't come just because it's a new year, but it comes every single day from knowing that we died on the cross with you and we're born again with you every single day and I just pray Lord that something of what that means would land on each of us this year that we would more personally know you and we'd more personally see you uh, just in those little moments of our life the, the everyday moments of our life the ordinary everyday And Father, I pray that you would encourage us uh, this morning as well. We would learn to encourage one another with who you say we are. And we thank you, Lord, that you never change. The same Jesus will be with us two weeks from now, regardless of how well we've done at instigating our New Year's resolutions. The same Jesus will be with us every single morning. And Lord, we pray right now that our focus this year wouldn't be how well we're doing, how well we're doing at changing, but instead it would be our focus would be on you. And that we'd step into you in that way. Amen.